Hey everybody, welcome back to the Reclamation Podcast, where our goal is to help you reclaim good practices for following Jesus. If we haven't met yet, my name is Tony, and I'm your host. With over a decade in the local church, I care deeply and passionately about helping you connect with Jesus in practical ways. And if you missed last week's monologue episode, you missed a doozy. That's right, we are in a series right now, a relationship series. Last week, we talked about disciplines, and today we're going to talk about trust. And guess who's back two weeks in a row? Hello! The legendary Karen Miltenberger. So much great response for her being on the podcast for the very first time. So thankful for that. Hey, do me a favor right now. If this podcast is helpful for you, would you leave us a rating or review on iTunes? It really does go a long way to help spread the word about what God is doing on this platform. Okay, Karen, let's jump into this week's topic. We're going to talk about trust. Yay. <laughs> trust is, is uh, it's tough for any married couple, um, especially when you've been married for as long as we have. Forever. Forever. And uh, let's start off with the scripture for today. And I think you'll be coming out of 29 of Jeremiah. Yes, uh, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Yeah, one of the things I love about that particular verse is that it reminds us that we have to trust in the Lord and that Jesus knows a lot more than we do. <laughs> I mean, that idea that the Lord knows what's going to happen and that we can put hope in that and all of those kind of things. So uh, let's start with trust. When you think about trust in marriage, Karen, what do you think about? Um, I think about you and that what you are saying or doing, um, that I believe what you are telling me and what you're doing. Yeah, I think that's right. I think ultimately trust is this idea of belief and belief that we're doing something special and that we're kind of going with what people say. Um, one of the things that we talk about in our house, it, we have a little saying around trust. I'm, I'm wondering if you could share it and then maybe explain it for all the people. So the saying that we use is trust is given and mistrust is earned. And it's one of those things that sort of, you know, we, we're going to give you trust until you give us a reason not to trust you. So until you lie, cheat, steal, you know, kind of those things, then the trust gets broken. Yeah. I think one of the ways to think about it is like, we all have a trust tank and one of the positions that you and I have decided to take with our kids specifically and, and with each other. I think that that's a, a safe statement yeah. is that, uh, the trust tank starts at full and it's our activities that cause the tank to lower. Now, one of the other things that I believe about trust is that trust and reliance are partners. And, and I want to dive into that a little bit because w one of the things that's true is that we don't want to rely on someone more than we trust them. And why this is important is that if you're in a marriage right now and you're not sure that you can rely on the other person, another way to think about it is that maybe you don't have a very full trust tank. Um, do you want to expound upon that anymore when it comes to trust and reliance? 
Um, yeah, so that and the access that we kind of give somebody to, right? That I am going to, um, I trust you with everything. And so because of that, I'm going to rely on you to do the things you are going to say you're going to do. Right. Is that. Yeah, no, I think that's absolutely right. And I, and I think, um, it's, it, they kind of go hand in glove, right? Like trust and reliance and partners, trust and access are partners, right? Reliance over time is how we give people more and more access, especially early on. Now you and I are 20 years into this and we're fairly reliant on everything that we do. Although there are some things that you may not rely on me to do the way that, um, because I've proven untrustworthy in those areas. A hundred percent. And, and vice versa, right? Like, sure. yeah, you know, that, go, that goes both ways. Um, now, one of the things that we wanted to be honest about is that sometimes trust gets broken. And there was a season in our marriage where uh, we were just in a real bad spot. It was probably the darkest season of our marriage. I, and I've talked about it before publicly. And um, I was in just a, a really bad situation emotionally, spiritually, uh, and and it broke trust. And I'm wondering if you could kind of tell everyone a little bit how that felt when the trust was shattered. Um, I, in a word, broken. Um, I, I was a mess. And it, it just took us some time. It took some time to rebuild that muscle of, of trust again, you know, from you know, a hundred percent open openness to our relationship and that. So you giving me access to everything. So that way I could trust you again. Yeah. And I bring that up because I think that there's probably a lot of couples out there. A break in trust is pretty common and it doesn't have to be a huge break in trust. It could be a little break in trust. It could be something that's uh, feels minor to one partner, but bigger to the other. And yet when trust is broken, then we have to rebuild the trust tank, right? We have to refill it. And so we wanted to share a little bit about, um, some of the ways that we have refilled and continue to refill as, you know, this is just like the disciplines, right? It's a constant process. And so I thought we'd start by talking about, I, we have three kind of practices that we, we use, um, the first one is code words. And I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about code words and how we use them in our marriage. So some of the code words, one in particular that I like to use is uh, where I need to get my crazy out. Um, and, yeah, and what's, what's that mean? What does it mean to get your crazy out? Um, where I just share kind of the thoughts that I am having, some of the... Um, fantasies yeah things you that will. feel irrational yeah things that are definitely not true but if i don't express them will eat away at me and cause me to not sleep and you know start to doubt my trust in you um one of the other uh code words we use is sit in the mud puddle um and to just kind of share what we are what what we're dealing with that day 
Yeah, I think that one is kind of like a, hey, I'm trusting you to have empathy about what I'm about to tell you. And so when Karen tells me, hey, I need you to sit, uh, sit in the mud puddle with me, or if I say, hey, I need to sit in the mud puddle with me, then what I'm asking is I'm asking you to listen without actually doing anything. And that's that's a trust issue. Yeah, because for a long time, you just wanted to fix things. Because I'm a fixer. Yeah. yeah. So when I said something was going on with anything, you wanted to automatically do something about it and make me happy. Yeah. Or at the very least, stop the discomfort in the room. Yeah. Right. Whether yeah. or not you were happy was probably, you know, in hindsight, right? It was probably irrelevant to the fact that I wanted things to be comfortable for me, right? Like, because sure. w- when we do things like that, it's always more for us than it is the other person. So, you know, those are probably the two big code words that we have used that have kind of stood the test of time. But code words can be good to refill the the trust tank because they give you an opportunity to look at a situation with fresh eyes. And so uh, I'm a big fan of code words, especially if you can establish the code words before anybody gets angry or, yes. or highly yes, yes, charged yes, emotionally. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, the, second, the second one that, that we're a really big fan of is, is getting help. Now, you and I have seen a counselor, a marriage counselor together. Mm-hmm. We've probably done, oh gosh, a dozen marriage retreats over the years where you and I have been the participants. Right. And even more where I've led some. But kind of tell everybody the importance of, of getting help when trust is broken. Um, for us, it definitely brought that other person into the room to help us both see, see the sides and not just our own stuff. It just, um, it was just kind of what we needed, right? To kind of get through that, that space and a person who we could trust with our stuff that wasn't in the middle of it. Yeah, I I would also add to that is that oftentimes when trust is broken, there's a little bit of the blame game. And while the blame game feels vindicating, it's really more of a, a hindrance than it is a help. And so when we go to ask for help, what we're both essentially doing is surrendering that we're in a place where trust has been broken and we need to rebuild it. And so we, we found some success in Christian counseling. Um, you know, I, I think both are, are pretty helpful. I still see a counselor on a regular basis uh, for a lot of things, not just trust. But um, I, I would say this, though, is that if you're, if you're in an acute situation where the trust is broken and there's a lot of pain, um, I would tell you to go find a married couple that is healthy and can listen. Mm. And if nothing else, that will help. You want someone who's going to point you back uh, to the vows, assuming that everyone is, is safe and no one is being abused or anything like that in the relationship. If that's the case, then get help immediately. Call 911. But uh, ultimately, if, it's, if trust has been broken and everyone's still safe, then find some friends who will point you back to Jesus. And that's such an important tool when trust is broken. Because when that, when that trust tank is empty... I think you're really liable. I think I'm really liable to make a horrible decision. Oh, 100%. And not just, I mean, myself included. I know at that time in my life that um, I just, 
I had to wait before I could tell certain people because of how they cared about me and want knowing that I wanted to, to try to figure this out with you and me. And that I think there are those, um, there can be those people who will bad mouth and whatever. And if I had gone down that path, I don't know where, I don't know that we'd be sitting here having this conversation. Sure. Sure. I, I think the final thing that's really important. So we've talked about code words. We talked about getting help. The final thing that's really important is to take trust, rebuilding trust one day at a time. So that one day at a, a time mindset is that decision mm. that I don't have to figure it out forever. I don't have to figure it out permanently. I just need to get through today. And my background in the 12 step program um, has been super helpful in bringing that into our lives. And I think rebuilding trust one day at a time is really the best way to build that solid foundation. Yeah, um, for sure. Because I know there was no way that I could look farther ahead than that when we were even on days that they aren't as bad as what they were you know just taking it one day at a time and making sure that we have those connection points and talk with each other yeah so just to recap with everybody uh the three things three ways to rebuild trust code words right get intentional about your language before your language uh, gets you in trouble. Then the second thing is get help. Get help from either friends or uh, a certified professional. And then finally, take it one day at a time. Right? You don't have to rebuild trust forever. Just rebuild trust today. Friends, I'm so thankful for the opportunity to connect with you. Thankful for all that you do and say, the way that you share this podcast, and for being here. We're going to continue our relationship series next week. Karen's coming back. We're going to talk about sex. <laughs> Be ready. I don't know that we're ready yet. I don't know that we're ready yet, but we're going to talk about it. We're just going to go after it and have the conversation because we think it's important. So uh, again, we're super thankful. Do us a favor. Hit that subscribe button. Leave a review on iTunes. And remember, guys, if you want to follow Jesus, you must be willing to move.